Okay, we're back for another episode of Coffee Pods. Very warm welcome from myself and from Wes. Hello, Wes. Hi, yes, back again. Nice to be here. It is good. Um, Thank you so much, everyone, for engaging in different ways with Acorn, whether it's with our podcasts, Acorn Christian Live, you've gone to a healing hub. It's been wonderful to connect with you. But for today, we've got another episode around um, the Christian healing ministry, of course. Do you know what, Wes? I don't know why I introduce it as we're talking about the Christian healing ministry, (laughs) because what else would we be talking about? (laughs) So um, let's just jump straight into it, if that's all right. Yeah, go on. Um, So you told a story in the uh, Christian Healing Academy about emptying a room of people before praying for someone. (laughs) Um, And there are so many questions about this. And the reason I say that is because it seems like a bit of an unchurchy thing to do, doesn't it? Normally it's we're all going to come together to pray. So can you just expand this story and what's oh, going on? <laughs> oh gosh, let me tell you. Sorry, then you can you, Thank give you. more questions. Um, I was uh, overseas praying for uh, um, a ministry at a church, and uh, service was over. And the pastor and his wife come and say, um, "Would you come and pray for this couple?" So you know, I say, "Yeah, yeah, absolutely." And and we leave the church. We walk into the back um, hall, and there are some chairs around. And and I, if there was a couple there, it was difficult to see them because they were under a rugby scrum of their friends and family, mm. you know, just literally almost surrounding them, almost, you know, the fact that they could breathe, I was amazed, <laughs> it was so contained. But there was just such a lot of emotion and sorrow. The need was great, absolutely. But they were, some of them were crying and and you could hear the sort of the, oh, this is yeah. hopeless sort of thing. But there was such a lot of it. And so we walked in and he said, would you pray? And I said, no. And of course, <laughs> they looked at me and I said, uh, they said, why not? I said, there's there's just too much unhelpful stuff. Yeah. So he said, what do we do? So I just turned to the people and I, I remember, um, honestly, it's really embarrassing now, but I just remember pointing at people saying, right, you, you, you and you go out to the, to the next room, make coffee, just go and do that. And they looked yeah. at me and realized I was not messing about. And so they left. And then other people sort of started to look and stop crying and stuff. And then I said, right, you, 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 and you, 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 you go over there and pray quietly. Right. Okay? Over there. And, and the rest of you just go, sort of that sort of thing. And of course, they looked at me as if uh, the flipping heck do you think you are, but they did it. And all is left is this couple who now looking at me thinking, you're not quite what we expected. And, <laughs> and the pastor and his wife. And it was on the basis of that, that then God gave me some further helpful revelation. Um, and I and so he said, will you pray now? And I said, no. So he said, why not? I said, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray for you and your wife. And then you're going to pray for this couple and God is going to meet them. And there was a reason behind that, which was I didn't want people to think. And I felt it wasn't right that people thought this only happens if you get special people in. Oh, OK. Yeah. I wanted it to be that actually the pastor's wife did it because this is just normal Christianity. Mm -hmm. But the purpose of the story was I literally did throw people out before praying. And it was the first time I'd done it. And I've reflected on it since. OK. And so... It sounds as though the pastor and uh, the pastor's wife responded quite positively to 
what you were saying. Yeah, they, were okay, they were okay about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, other people were initially quite surprised because, as you say, in church, you know, we just put A, we, we're supposed to include everybody, and, mm. and B, we're supposed to, I put this in the right way, we're supposed to put up with anything. Yeah. You know, anybody wants to, you know, um, Mrs. Pendergast, you know, wants to put dandelions in the flowers because she likes them. You know, we have to put up with it. <laughs> or, you know, and, and, and I understand how we are inclusive and gracious. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time that's fine. But in terms of spiritual ministry, sometimes there are things that are not helpful. Yeah. And this has happened in scripture, hasn't it? We, mm. We've seen this happen before. Um, yeah, I mean, just take a look at um, Jairus' daughter. We looked at that story in, in, yeah. the, in the, the service. You know, Jesus throws a room full of uh, the culturally acceptable weepers and wailers, and he, he just throws them out. Yeah. You know? um, and other times Jesus will do the opposite. He'll, he won't throw the people out. He'll take the person out yeah. and say, right, come with me. We're going outside the village. Or, you know, we're going to do this in, in private um, because and, and I'm absolutely certain that there are there are times when the context that the, the, the environment, both practical and spiritual, just doesn't help us. But we never deal with it and therefore we see less than we should. Yeah, I wonder as well whether I'm just thinking of like the Pharisees, for example, but only because that's kind of what we can read and see of there's probably yeah. lots of other people who probably expected that jesus would use them or ask them to, oh, to pray that. and then he's what's he done he's brought along his disciples <laughs> lisa i never thought about that actually <laughs> that is the that they would have expected to be the ones who would have been invited to be the ministry team yeah and then you got oh, matthew <laughs> oh i like that because yeah. i'm gonna use that again and and of course the thing is that that Jesus shapes his ministry team on the people who are open to God and open to the Holy Spirit's anointing and and if you know what I mean don't know so much that it's become a problem for them yeah and and he just you know so you know you look at the disciples I mean they know Zip which includes mm -hmm. sort of me really you know but part of that is that Jesus then draws them in because they're accessible to the spirit. Mm. And, and it was part of that that made me think about how um, at times as, as, as prayer ministers, we do need to regulate the atmosphere. We need to take mm. authority over that before we can deal with what needs to be dealt with. Mm. Okay. So having done this, whenever it was that you did it, yeah. would you do it again or have you done it again? Um, I have regulated the atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't, I don't always throw people out just in case you're ever thinking of inviting me to come <laughs> to your church. Um, and of course, sometimes, um, as you said about like the Pharisees, it's the people that everybody would expect should be involved in. Sometimes they're the very people that who shouldn't be involved. Yeah. And actually you look um, fairly... Um, you look fairly uh, negative when you say to people, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to ask you if, if you wouldn't mind just leaving, especially sometimes when it's um, family members 
um, that can be really difficult. Um, well, of the person that you're... Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. you know, um, Uncle George is just sitting there thinking, well, nothing's going to happen, and, I'm, and if something does happen, I'm going to be really upset. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so I do think you do need to, to, to regulate the thing and choose your moment. I've waited until some people have left the room before praying for somebody. Okay. You know, and you sort of sit, you stand there and you say, Lord, I just need you to get rid of them for me. <laughs> yeah. In Jesus' name. And so somebody needs to go to the loo or put the kettle on the stuff. And you think, yeah, yeah okay, now's the moment. Because genuinely, and I don't think it's that people are wicked or mean or horrible. It's just the place that they're in yeah. is just unhelpful to the Holy Spirit's work in the person. And of course, sometimes, and we've had this before, that actually people have come into the church and they've come from um, a spiritualist background, from an occult background, even from a coven. We had people come in from the days of Vineyard from a coven because they just wanted to be in the meeting to try and stop something happening. Oh, interesting. So, yeah. you know, there are times when you have to deal with something in order to be in a place to release the spirit. So That's I would be, I have done it, yes. Um, I don't always, you know, throw people out like sort of a bouncer, but I do, <laughs> I do, and I do encourage our teams, if you think something's wrong, it probably is. So deal with it first yeah. before you pray. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I like that you did also give the example um, of, you know, Jesus actually taking the person away or out as well. Yeah. Um, if that might be an easier way of doing it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've done that because I've, I've said to somebody, uh, I said, hey, do you, do you fancy just take a walk with me? Yeah. You know, let's just walk in the garden for a moment. And you, you can pray that, yeah. Yeah. Okay, just one final question for okay. you. Have you ever not done this, uh, you know, removed people or removed the person and then ended up regretting it? Yes, I have. Mm. I remember... I remember praying for somebody who um, had cancer and um, and family were there. And, do you know, in the moment of praying, Lisa, I, uh, I sort of knew that we weren't going to get anywhere. Mm. And I had in the back of my mind, the back of my heart, um, you, you should change this. But I'll be honest, I felt um, intimidated. Um, I felt pressurised uh, in that moment. Um, and sometimes we can, we could come under pressure from people and expectations, pray in this way and whatever. And if you don't pray in the way that they're expecting, it's like, you know. Uh, and I remember th thinking, I really should change the atmosphere in this room before mm -hmm. praying because I, I I just knew something wasn't right. And, and yeah, I regret it now. Mm. Um, I'm a fortunate person died, but I, I, I genuinely do regret that. I, in mm. fact, I made a promise to myself right there and then that I would never do that again. Yeah. Um, if I get a feeling that something needs to change, I, I would do it. I, yeah. I would change. I'm yeah. Not, I, I couldn't do it. I, I just, you know, there's moments when you've done something and you walk away and then you hate yourself because you <laughs> yeah. didn't do it. And mm. I thought I should have done that. And and my desperate thing was there was no way of going back and changing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I say to if our teams are listening, if you think something's wrong in the room, it probably is. And you need to ask the Holy Spirit 
what do we do? Do I take the person out? Do I get rid of the people? You know, what needs to happen here? Um, and, you know, sometimes you end up thinking, I'm a right idiot. I'm just going to look stupid. It's best to look stupid and see somebody heal and yeah. try and look cool in the scene. Absolutely. What a line. Brilliant. Mm. Thank you, Wes. Um, again, really good stuff. And we'll come back together next month for a couple more questions. Um, but Great. again, like I always say, do check out everything we've got available on our website. Um, if you'd like to know when new podcasts have been released, all you have to do is like and or subscribe uh, to our to our programme uh, wherever you listen to your podcast and then you'll know as soon as a new one has been released so we'll catch you next month bye bye yeah.